vinyl together punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Thank you. 
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door and promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now trying to hurt me but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me and oh I feel so lucky well hey there San Francisco if you're looking for some delicious late night food I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar inside you can find counter offer and offering you amazing late night food and snacks try the chicken biscuit it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at podcasts. Dot PCR collective dot org. 
So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! If you care to see my rooms And as a friend and as a comrade And all the things that these implied Made him leave what it was that he had Used to keep us alive Like you are my enemy And I cannot get close to thee Our life is ruled by enmity And I can't the only way that I can see is to hold you. When you hear the floating goat, you know it's time. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. We're going to get started in just a second. Get yourself situated, get your drinks, eat your brownie cookies, and we're going to be back in just a minute. Thanks to Sun Tzu for running the ones and twos. Enjoy some Floating Goat. Go see them tomorrow night at Bender's Bar, a great favorite metal band of ours here at Mutiny Radio. Floating Goat, listen to them now. Enjoy them. Yay. We'll be right back with Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio.
Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio. It's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time to get started. Special show tonight. Doing comedy for five years. Uh, that's exciting. Some people haven't done anything for five years in a row. So that, that feels good that I've done something. I only went to college for four years, but I've been doing comedy for five. So suck it, mom. <laughs> right? Like, I got it. I'm paying attention to things. <laughs> like, like jokes and Trump, uh, they're going to vote for him. It's cool. Uh, I had a conversation with my dad the other day, and I was like, okay, so I don't understand how you're going to vote for Trump because you know that he is a robot, and that weird flappy thing on his head is what hides his robot compartments. You see, it's, it's actually just the flap that you open, and that's where the computer brain is, and that's where they're manipulating things. It's, it's not, right? The flip top, it's actually, it's like he's not a real person, right? He's not. He's just a computer that it's money. And I don't understand ATMs anymore because I'm like, oh, there's numbers. And they tell me. And then I saw an ad on the bus, and it was for someone else's bank account, and it had $84,000 in it, like on the bus ad. And I'm like, you are marketing to the wrong people, right? Like, I'm on the, you think I have $84,000 anywhere ever? <laughs> like, that's never happened. I was a teacher as my first job. I made $24,000 a year. Even if I would have stayed a teacher, I still wouldn't have $84,000 anywhere. Wells Fargo, who are you targeting? <laughs> like, what is that? Anyway, uh, let's sing a song about stuff. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I love Granddaddy's Cookies. I'm all about Granddaddy's Cookies, right? M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come to the Clubhouse? Yeah! Yay! Yay! I'm really excited for tonight because you guys get to hear some of my favorite comedians. Actually, every single one of them is one of my favorite comedians. Absolutely, on the SF scene. And your first one tonight is no exception. You might have seen him in a Toyota video where he was dressed as a cheerleader in red, which just warms the cockles of my heart. Uh, one of the funniest people I know. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Clay Newman! Congratulations, Pam, on five years of comedy. That is impressive. That's a long time. I've only been brushing my teeth for three and a half, so that's, uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna be throwing a Fresh Breath show uh, in my fifth year. It's gonna be really good. Just, it's not comedy. You're just gonna walk up, smell my breath, and leave. Like, not satisfied, but not unsatisfied. That's, that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, this, is, this has been a nutty day. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, the country of Turkey in a little bit of turmoil right now. Uh, the um, military has basically thrown a coup, um, which I'm not proud that I had to go online, find out they did not throw a coup. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they fucked up some chickens. Why is this on the news? Um, 
I think that should have been bigger news than it was. I think that should be a huge thing. Uh, Turkey's like, it's a pretty important country in the world. But I feel like most Americans saw that and they're like, oh man, people are revolting in Turkey. I haven't been to Subway in a while. Turkey sounds really good. (laughs) They're hand carving it now. That's nice. Uh, Like... (laughs) Like, the child molesting thing was bad, but at least they're trying. They're hand-carving their turkey. <laughs> so I'm a comedian. I'm an actor, which means I work for Lyft. Uh, <laughs> that's what that means. You don't show your resume to Lyft. You show them your headshots. And they're like, all right. I can see that. People won't decline your car. Um, people always wonder how much material I get from it. And I'll be honest with you, it's not that talking about the weather and how long I've worked for Lyft isn't hilarious. <laughs> but really, like, it's not, I'm working. It's, I'm not really in comedy mode. Uh, if you want to get a guaranteed five-star rating for me as a passenger, get into my car wearing headphones. Uh, <laughs> that's, just take away even the potential of shitty small talk. That's all I want. That's all I want. But something did finally happen, something I think worth talking about, something amazing that happened in the backseat of my car. Something intimate happened there. Uh, A couple, a man and a woman in the backseat of my car, quietly but passionately broke up with each other. It was the greatest thing I've ever pretended not to be a part of. <laughs> they were whispering, but like I'm, I'm a foot and a half away. What could you do? Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to drive, and all I hear from the back is, babe, I don't even know Tiffany. <laughs> You don't know Tiffany, what's she in your phone? I don't know what she got on my phone, babe. I don't know Tiffany. And I wish I could have done something more for him. I wish I had like Love Hurts on my playlist. All I could really think to do was just turn around and say, so two stops then? Okay. I feel bad for him, though. There's there's never in the history of breakups been a good breakup, I don't think. Uh, every time somebody says, yeah, we had a mutual breakup somewhere else in the world, there's a person going, <laughs> hey, People give you the dumbest advice, too, because like, there's nothing you can really say. Uh, my friend, his advice to me, he went with an old cliche, uh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And that's, like, it's stupid at face value, but if you, like, really try and live your life by it, I'm going to be honest. I felt better just keeping that in mind. Whenever I have a bad day, I just remember there's plenty of fish in the sea, and I'm not sad anymore, and I don't mean to be crass, but I'm getting out there and putting my dick in any fish I can get my hands on. Uh, I've been kicked out of three aquariums so far this month. I don't care. There's plenty of fish in the sea, and I deserve to be happy. Fellas, if you're not happy, go to the bait and tackle shop. 
Pay twenty-seven fifty for the licensing fee. Put your dick in a small fish, stick it in the water. Wait for a bigger one. There's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> I think um, it's crazy that we live in a world with so much technology now. Uh, We've got cars that drive themselves. Asian boys are getting outside now because of Pokemon. (laughs) So many technological miracles, and yet at the same time, nobody has even tried to invent a bed that you could pee into. How are more people not upset about this? It's 2016. Matt Damon's up on Mars eating shit potatoes. (laughs) But I gotta get out of bed to pee? No. We don't poop in there. We're not animals. Well, come on. Like, medical science can fix... Losing a leg, surely they could fix laziness. <laughs> but when it comes to peeing in bed, the best that medical science has for us is a pan. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not saying it needs to be complex. We don't need to get Silicon Valley in there. All I want is a hole and a bucket and some air freshener. <laughs> a funnel for the ladies. I don't know how vaginas work. <laughs> it's confusing down there. I did find out something. I think I found out the key uh, to keeping a woman happy if you're a guy in a relationship. I, I learned this um, because sometimes, like, communication is so crucial, but just talking isn't enough. Like, sometimes you can't trust if people are being honest. Like, women, are you coming? Technically, we don't know. There's no physical evidence. We, you may be lying. I think if you really want to do right by your girl, if you want to see what's going on in here and what's going on in here, you need to spy on her browser history. (laughs) You should, it's only right. What does she want? That's what you should be asking. That's what you're gonna find out. Maybe it's something you could bring to the bedroom. Maybe it's sexy fireman, that's fun. We all look cool in a fire hat. I was a little worried when I looked. I was hoping it wasn't big black dick. I can't do anything about that. (laughs) I'm a decent actor, but that's outside my wheelhouse. (laughs) My last girlfriend kind of took me for a surprise. I I didn't see this one coming. And I'll be honest, it was a little upsetting. Hit number one on her browser history, hot boys. How do you legally bring that into the bedroom? (laughs) I feel like I found out so much about my girlfriend. Like, not only is she unimaginative, apparently she's 12. (laughs) Hot boys. Do I just show up all wet in a Speedo? Just, hey, Mrs. B. Sorry, I'm late to water polo practice. Tutoring ran long, huh, boys? <laughs> I mixed up tutoring and water polo practice. That's fine. Uh, 
I just got back from Portland. I went there for the first time. Uh, Oregon greets you in a really cool way. Um, it's usually when you get there, it's after hours of driving. You're just so excited to get there. You don't even stop for gas or food. And you finally cross the border. And you're like, all right, let's see what Oregon's all about. And you stop at a gas station. And then a really nice giant woman with a nose ring punches the gas thing out of your hand because apparently it's illegal to pump your own fucking gas in Oregon. <laughs> Don't just yell at me like I know that. <laughs> That's not a thing anywhere. What did they do to lose their gas privileges? Is that what happens when you get legal weed in a state? They're just like, oh shit, all right, I got my Doritos, let's go. Oh, where does this thing go? It's like a $3,000 fine for pumping your own gas in Oregon. That needs to be on their state flag. Just Oregon, we'll do it for you. <laughs> You'll get yelled at and it's scary. Well, you guys. I feel like I've grown a little bit. I hope you have, too. Um, I do hope that this comedy thing is going somewhere for me. Like, maybe one day you'll be watching Comedy Central, and I don't know. You'll think of the time you saw me here at Beauty Radio. And you'll be like, remember we said we saw Clay, that little 30-seater? <laughs> and here we are watching Comedy Central. I wonder if he's watching Comedy Central, too. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell they give it up for your wonderful host, Pam Benjamin! Play Newman! We can all watch Comedy Central together. <laughs> It'll be fun in years and years. Uh, hopefully, when we watch Comedy Central, you'll see your next comedian. Uh, she's hilarious. She's been all over the place. I've known you for years. You've been here, like, through all of my comedy, and I appreciate you so much. And uh, we've watched each other grow, you know? And, like, you're the only woman on the show because I usually hate women. You know what I mean? Because I'm, like, jealous of them, and I feel like I hate them, but I don't hate you. I love you. No, I, I love other female comedians, too. But I specifically love this one. Coming up next, you guys are going to love her if you haven't heard her before. Everybody, it's Ruby Gill! Give it up for Pam, you guys. Comedyversary. Hey, I'm really glad that there's nothing about me that brings jealousy for you. <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I think you maybe you guys recognize me. Um, I have a very notable laugh. It kind of sounds like, wah, wah! I was doing that earlier. I did get catcalled my way over here. Yeah. This guy just went, pussy! I said no. <laughs> just kept on walking. Just kept on walking my walk. Uh, I turned 30 earlier this year, you guys. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I decided to get a mom haircut, you know. You can decide to get a mom haircut, but uh, news anchor hair is accidental, just to let you guys know. <laughs> it's not something you choose, it chooses you. <laughs> 
I uh, I did turn 30 earlier this year, and it's such an important time because everything is happening, you know, in other people's lives. <laughs> I just get to sit back on my beanbag and watch. <laughs> it's good. I uh, my, one of my friends got married, yeah, and I was uh, the maid of honor, which was great, you know. Uh, she did her wedding on the cheap, so she had the rest of us pay for it. Such an honor, really great. Loved it. Um, and then, you know, I stood up next to her and she looked beautiful and she's standing up there in a white gown and just looked so hungry. <laughs> what a drag. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I left my bumblebee lunch sack at work today, you guys, so I'm fucked. I don't have any drugs. Talk to me after the show. That's where my maturity is non existent. But, uh, you know, with 30, you start to think about longevity, you know? And I, uh, I've started to employ, uh, implement some um, important practices. I'm wearing a Fitbit, you know, track my steps, you know, and all those missteps. <laughs> but as one of my friends pointed out, it does not track your drug abuse. Not at all, no. <laughs> Gotta go up further for those track marks, right? <laughs> Just kidding, guys, I like the lighter stuff. I like my weeds! Anybody? Yeah! It's so nice. You know, I think it's the healthier drug, because it always reminds me to drink plenty of water. Tom Petty in the front really liked that. <laughs> I love you, Pam. Thank you, thank you so much for booking me. It really, it, it is awesome because lately I've just been doing a lot of roasts. You know, that's all I can get booked on. You know, because you know, I people only want to see me doing time if they can talk about my lack of thigh gap. You know. It's, it's uh, what happens. <laughs> you got to think about longevity. You got to think about healthier practices. You know, I've been smoking significantly less crack, which I hear is good, you know? <laughs> Just trying. You know, picking up tips from all these friends, you know, listening to conversations, really embracing this Tabasco-free lifestyle everyone's about. <laughs> Starting to, you know, eat more protein, you know? Uh, goldfish, Swedish fish, yeah. Leaner meats, guys. <laughs> It's good for you. <laughs> you know, the, the thing with me is like, what always kills me is uh, breakfast in the morning. I love to cook a big breakfast in the morning just to get started. And uh, one of my friends told me that, you know, I could start making my omelets with egg whites. You guys hear about this, egg white omelets? Yeah, it's crazy. You just take a Cadbury cream egg and use a white part, just that. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> and then you have an empty brown shell. Organic. Mm. <laughs> I think you guys are tiring these health tips. I'll stop for a bit. I'll stop. I'll stop. Oh, gosh. Uh, what am I sad about? Everything. Right? Everything. Uh, I don't know. Uh, everybody's really enjoying falling off of cliffs for this Pokemon Go. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I just want to walk up to some of those people and be like, hey, you know what? You know what you need to have fun? A chessboard, baby. Okay, let's get to having fun. Old school. I'm all about old school. I hate new school dating. Ugh. It's always dating on an app, right? I would use an app for dating if it was a, an app I was comfortable using, like a Zipcar, you know? <laughs> Pick me up on time, drop me off on time, leave me in a clean condition, you know what I mean? <laughs> Be pretty good. <laughs> like, where am I going with this? <laughs> like talk about disgusting things. Because I love it. You know, my friends have been getting worried about me. They are suggesting that I date on a dating app because uh, it's just me at home. You know, just me and my puppet. <laughs> it's good times, you know. He says everything I like, but he just doesn't touch me in the right way. It just feels odd. 
So they're suggesting apps. One of my friends suggested uh, an app called Pizza Meets Bagel. I think those of you who are laughing probably know that that doesn't exist, right? Yeah, I Googled it, does not exist. There's actually an app called Coffee Meets Bagel, and that's the dating app. Pizza Meets Bagel is the subtle hint you give to your friend that she's overeating. You know, I don't know, but then I thought about it, and I thought, what a great app. Pizza Meets Bagel. You know, for overeaters around the city who just want to share a fork with someone and just eat, get them knives together, mm. clink them. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so long. I uh, I moved to the city in 2004 as a plucky 18-year-old single, ready for everyone to get to know me, <laughs> know me, and uh, now I'm 30. And I am still single, you know. <laughs> All of those blowjobs have gone to waste, you know. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> they had a good time, but you know, that's it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I just don't date that often. I went on two really unsuccessful first dates a few months ago, and uh, they just all go for the same for me, you know. A guy will ask me out, and he'll be like, "What's your favorite dinner?" What's your favorite movie? What's your preferred method of drinking Molly, or taking Molly? (laughs) (laughs) You know, all those prerequisites out of the way. Clearly, I just took some. (laughs) Uh, And for those of you who aren't Molly fans, uh, you can take it in multiple ways, you know? You can uh, take it orally in pill form or snort it up your nose for quick release. Yeah, it's good. Uh, You know, and it's hard, because what was I going to say in that instance, you know? Here, I feel like I can be truthful with you guys. There's a microphone in front of my face. I should be, right? Probably, hopefully. (laughs) But on a first date, that's all out the window. I just want self-respect. So I have to fight the urge to say what I feel inside, which is, uh, Man, I don't take drugs for the taste! (laughs) I take for the experience! Woo! (laughs) I've been taking a Hooters on a second date! But it was that scenic one at Fisherman's Wharf, you know? So I stayed, and he paid. And wings, you know? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I did get lucky for a brief moment last year. I had a respectful man uh, who decided to date me for a little bit. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for clapping. You know, those of you who aren't clapping just probably don't know what a respectful guy looks like. Don't worry, I didn't either. (laughs) So when you're getting passionate with them, and they start to take their clothes off, and they feel like they're naked, their T-shirt's still tucked into their underwear. Yeah. (laughs) Respectful, yet oblivious. And therein lied the problem. Because that first moment, you know, when you get passionate with somebody, it's, it's great. It's awesome. You know, we were about to commit the maritals, you know, get funky. <laughs> My mouth, his crotch. It was happening. And, you know, I thought I would do the polite gesture and remove the rings from my fingers, you know? Softy parts, you know, easier. And uh, he stopped me and he goes, whoa, 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 you're taking your rings off? (laughs) It's like, no, you know what? I'm going to leave these bad boys on and wrap this thing in bobbed wire and punch your crotch! (laughs) Then put those metal bone teeth in, you know, the sharp ones, and just, ow, 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 right out! 
Don't get my Wolverine glove on. It's like, who have you been dating? <laughs> Scuff marks don't belong on dicks, you know? <laughs> Why am I telling you this, right? Because <laughs> you need to learn from all of your relationships, guys. That's what I'm here to tell you. Learn from each and every one of them. Wax poetic, even the small ones. You know, you'll find meaningful points. You know, I, uh, my, my worst relationship with my ex-boyfriend, uh, he taught me that if you make a mold of your genitals and gift it to your girlfriend and ask her to use it to penetrate you, that that's not gay. <laughs> but it is narcissistic. <laughs> Just kidding, you guys, you didn't teach me that. That's obvious, all right? What he really taught me about was uh, another health tip, actually, is uh, he turned me on to my favorite yogurt. Yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great yogurt. Uh, it's a yogurt that I eat every morning. And he taught me that it's not called faggy yogurt. <laughs> or phage. I'm Ruby Gill, thank you so much. Ruby Gill didn't tell us actually how it's pronounced. Is it, it's like phage or something weird. Oh, okay, yeah. It's Greek. I thought it was faggy too. I had no idea. I've been stealing that from people's refrigerators that I nanny from for years now because I can't afford that yogurt. It's expensive. It's from Greece. Do you know what I mean? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm like 79 cents Trader Joe's yogurt. You get the double cream. That's what I'm talking about. It's the, you get the kids' yogurt. It has extra fat in it because kids can eat lots of fat. It's cheaper. I also wear children's shoes because they're cheaper. And they're... We're moving on. These aren't children's shoes. I'm actually wearing my big girl shoes tonight. I haven't... Yeah. These shoes are 12 years old. I used to wear these uh, when I was married in, uh, in uh, San Diego. They are really old shoes. I try to take care of my shit, you know what I'm saying? I still have a non-smartphone because I won't, I, won't, I won't stop using a phone till it breaks. This is how I... I'm sorry. I'm not a real American. Your next comedian is a real American. He runs the most amazing... Uh, comedy group thing happening. Uh, it's True Hustle. Bringing comedy seven nights a week to Brainwash Cafe. So if you don't know this guy and you haven't experienced the wonderment that he brings to the comedy community, then you're going to experience it right now. Everybody, clap wildly. It's Anthony Medina. Yeah. Hey, hey, y'all. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, y'all. Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Five years old today. I appreciate that, Pam. I'm glad you're doing the things here. Like, Pam does a lot. She does not only a comedian, she's not only a poet. Uh, last week I saw her delivering a baby seal. Uh, <laughs> she fucking does it all. And he was half dead and he came back to life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. All right, but give it up for Pam one more time, though. We appreciate you so much, girl. You know, like, uh, you, do, do we all know these sayings in life that we just hear over time and it's just accepted as common knowledge? We know about these things. You like, uh, like uh, for instance, uh, love is blind. Have you heard about this one? Love is blind and stuff. So if love is blind, does that mean all the other senses hide in? You know what I mean? 
Like, do you smell more? Do you hear more? Do you feel more? Like, oh, do you taste more? And that actually started making so much sense because I love licking butthole, y'all. Uh, and I can't see what's happening in shit. But next thing you know, I'm tasting, I'm feeling, I'm hearing, I'm oh, smelling. It's wonderful, y'all. It's so wonderful that I forget that I am Mexican in America. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking wonderful, yeah. Uh, but for those of you who don't know me, my name's Anthony Medina, and I am a new age Mexican, which means I use condoms, y'all. <laughs> I once told that joke at a show one time. And there was a woman in the audience that said, that's not true. <laughs> but she never been to Mutiny Radio, so what's up, y'all? Uh, I'm originally from South Central LA, but a lot of people don't believe that because uh, I'm alive <laughs> and dressed like a fucking uh, forest ranger intern. <laughs> Uh, thank you, girl. Oh, wow, I got you snorking. That's great, you know? Like, who, loves a, who loves a tickle belly, baby? <laughs> we love you, girl. Uh, if anything, I used to work in the sex industry, y'all. I always love how I get so silent in America. <laughs> when you say sex and shit, you can talk about violence and fucking all this shit, but it's like sex. But like, I used to be customer service manager for a vibrator company, y'all. Yeah, like, did you know the number one selling vibrator made famous by Sex of the City, the rabbit? Did you also know, oh, okay, got a clap, boo, y'all yo, get customer dissatisfaction. <laughs> like, no, like teardrops and shit. Yeah, you're going to go to the Facebook page, it's going to be, oh, you're so sad. No, but like, it is the number one selling vibrator, but it's also made famous by Sex in the City. But also, did you know that if you bend it and put it on a flat surface, it'll race across the table? <laughs> And being that we were Latino in a warehouse, we bet on this shit, y'all. <laughs> lost a t-shirt that day, y'all. I lost a t-shirt that day. It's crazy, like, uh, seeing where we're at right now. I think comedy's, like, by y'all, like, supporting comedy, especially, Pam, thank you for providing a space for comedians to be uh, talking about their problems every fucking night. <laughs> like, y'all have to understand, this fucking comedy thing is very tough. It's one of the toughest things to do. Like, like one of the, like the number one fear is what public speaking, right? You know, like you can, there's probably motherfuckers who are killing motherfuckers out there like that and shit, but saying shit on a stage about themselves. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so by y'all like just like uh, by y'all like supporting comedy, you're supporting free therapy, y'all. All right. <laughs> Before Obamacare was in, there was stand-up comedy. All right. <laughs> And then, like, some people, like, you know, some people be drinking. And, like, we, have, we do shows at, like, bars and things where people do not respect us at all. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's, so, yeah, it's a great way to get to know your self-esteem. Uh, <laughs> but, like, there'll be people, like, say, oh, motherfucker, I can do comedy. No, you can't, motherfucker. All right? Like, around, like, the office setting, around, like, the fax machine or the water cooler, your ass might be killing it, Bob. <laughs> But when you say that shit up on stage, you're just racist, you know? So just remember that, y'all. I love licking pussy. I like how there's just one woo in there. So you're the only one that's like got that satisfaction ever. It's so sad. It's so sad. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder we have all these weird like like searches on our porn searches and shit. Like, but like, uh, no, I like, I go into licking pussy with the same intensity like an Olympic athlete training for their event, because it happens once every four years for me too, y'all. 
typically around the winter season. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. And I like looking at it from the front side. I like looking at it from the back side. Sometimes I dress up in my old Spider-Man costume from the fifth grade. Come down from the ceiling and shit. I call that Toby Cundalingus right there, yeah. Toby Cundalingus. Ah, oh, damn. It's like... Uh, I like uh, it's funny because like uh, like uh, Pam did uh, my roast uh, last month and uh, for my roast she uh, pretended to be me uh, <laughs> and she said this exact same set yeah, and she was yeah, a little bit off at the time but pretty much all with the punchlines and stuff so uh, thank you so much and thank you for having that energy you always have Pam like I don't know how you do it because sometimes I want to choke some of these motherfuckers out <laughs> you know but like it's crazy because like uh, you you know, we deal with a lot of like uh, crazy personalities, but it's like here, by y'all like really coming through to comedy these days, you're, you're not just looking just to laugh and shit. You're you're trying to hear some type of truth. You know what I'm talking about? Like people are just like now is like the great. Like who do you trust more, a politician or a comedian? <laughs> ah, there you go, yeah, goddamn right. So we are the truth. That's why like, like we talk about licking buttholes and fucking uh, the foreign policies that are going on in the world. God damn it, nine land was an inside job, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it's crazy because like uh, I am into conspiracy theories and shit. I don't want to like uh, get into it too much because I'm gonna lose half of you. Uh, but, like, uh, it's crazy because, like, uh, you know, with the whole ISIS and, like, what's been going on with their whole connection to terrorism, you know, my mom watches Fox News every time I go back to L.A., and uh, I tell her about all these crazy connections, and she's all like, oh, yeah? Well, if you're, if you're like, if you got, like, this thing about ISIS, why don't you join ISIS? <laughs> yeah, my, my mom's, you know, moms just make outrageous, like, comments. She's like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> You really think I'm gonna go join ISIS or something like that? I like I, I love this country enough to still stay in it. All right, <laughs> I know, but give me 20 years where we're the majority, and uh, I'm gonna be really in it. Si se puede, yeah. But it's but but it's crazy because like yeah, like it's like there's like like she said, oh, well, if you feel like that way, well, you join ISIS, and I I responded back with, nah, ma, I don't want a government job. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Who is awake? Who is awake? I, 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 there's, a, there's a couple of awkward people in there, so their hands still in the pockets, are like really tight. They're like, oh shit, I'm gonna vote Trump. Uh, <laughs> it's all good and stuff. At the end of the day, we're just, like Mexicans, we reproduce at a massive rate. Like, uh, just think about it. You're in San Francisco. <laughs> Where you wanna go? Los Angeles? <laughs> Hey, we're not in Mexico yet, but we're in San Diego. <laughs> so, like, God damn, get used to me. If you really want to, like, yeah. God damn it. I remember, like, oh, my God. I remember the first time I hooked up with a white woman. Oh, my gosh. That was a beautiful, beautiful day. Uh, I cried, y'all. I cried. I cried. And she said, what's wrong? Is it me? And I was, like, crying. Like, yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> and that's when she had me a Kleenex with aloe vera in it. <laughs> And I was just like, boom! <laughs> Whoa, the future is here, y'all. <laughs> Aloe vera. I would be blessed if I even got that on my ass, let alone on my face, you know? Like, God damn, this shit's fucking wild, y'all. But yeah, hey, like, but hey, y'all, like, at the end of the day, like, where we're at and, like, as a society and in this world, we're, like, starting to discover different, like, types of consciousness. 
Like, I know a lot of people are just think, thinking about sports and, like, uh, celebrities and shit. Thinking, like, that's going to be your true happiness. Uh, kicking the balls, no. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy because, like, uh, I do believe we're at this turning point of life where we're really starting to see each other for, like, the fucking crazy-ass motherfuckers we are. Uh, <laughs> and we're starting to really, like, understand, like, hey, you know what? He's not going to kill me. All right? <laughs> he actually wants to work with me and actually have to grow something with and shit because, you know what? I fucking know how to grow shit, y'all. Because uh, uh, this is my fifth season of harvesting marijuana. Uh, got that right, y'all. It's, it's a plant, y'all. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, take me in. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy because, like, uh, I, like I, I think we're, like, at a point where it's like we got to get used to what's happening around us. So that's why uh, get to know your Latinos because they choose your president. Uh, <laughs> all right. The last four fucking presidents have been chosen. Uh, well, two Bushes and two Barack's. So it's all about who likes our burritos the most. All right. <laughs> so just right. And we start to like think like, damn, like, it, like, I wonder if like one of my like daughters or siblings is going to like hook up with one of these Mexicans. Uh, it's already happened. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just just uh, be proud that she's not pregnant with 10 kids already. All right, y'all. My name's been Anthony Dio. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great night. for True Hustle. Go check them out on Facebook and see all the amazing things that they do. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole world. You can see him tomorrow night be a drummer in my favorite band called Floating Goat. They're a great metal band here in San Francisco. They're going to be playing at Bender's tomorrow night, so you guys should come see that show. But right now, he's going to do comedy for you guys. I hear this is the beginning of his farewell comedy tour, and I can't wait till he quits comedy because I'm stealing 15 of his minutes. <laughs> I have all his jokes memorized, and I'm stealing them all whenever he quits, because he's super, super funny, and he should never quit. Duh. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them wildly for Aaron Barrett. What's going on, Mutiny Radio? Everybody's got the beers, partying like rock stars tonight, are we, huh? Come on, let me hear you. Yeah. All right. Having a comedy party tonight. I, uh, my rock star partying days are over, guys. They are, man. Like, I'm a musician, but my, my rock star partying days are over. Like, I haven't done cocaine in, like, six or seven years, you know? Because let's face it, coke's one of those drugs. If you're going to do it, you want to do it all fucking night long, you know? And uh, nowadays, I don't do it, but it always cracks me up. Like, some guy will come up to me at, like, a bar or at a party or something. I'll be like, hey, bro, you want a little bump, huh? You want a little bump? Huh? And I'm always like, oh, I don't know. You want me to follow you around the rest of the night? Pre <laughs> pretending to like you? <laughs> Fucking bump. I want the whole bag, dick. All right? <laughs> By the way, if you're a guy and you're offering another guy coke, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Shit's for the strippers, buddy. It's for the strippers. Oh, man. I did always want to be a rock star. And back in the 80s, I used to go see all those bands, the arena rock bands, you know, uh, the hair bands, all that stuff. But the one band I actually have never seen to this day is ACDC. And you got to love ACDC, right? These guys have been around for like 40 years, just writing the same song over and over again. <laughs> Right, but what I love about ACDC though is that they've never they don't they've never sold out like they don't do ballads they don't do commercials but just like all my favorite bands they will sell out someday matter of fact I I already have a prediction for what it's going to be I think they're going to do a McDonald's commercial someday 
And uh, this is actually, I've already written the song for them. This is how I think it's going to go. Someday you're going to see this at Super Bowl 70 or something. I don't know. But here's my impression of ACDC doing a McDonald's commercial. They got the super size, I'm telling you no lies. Knocking me out with those American fries. Take a moment to share kids' meal with apples and pears. Have a soft serve cone, Big Mac, two pies, and McRib, because I'm alive in it. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, I'm single. Uh, and it's tough, you know, like, it's, you know, like talking to women, but and there's certain women I will not even talk to, you know, the ones that have that real annoying voice, so, yeah, right, I know, right, I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> oh, and the other night I was, I was outside on the sidewalk outside a bar and I hear two of these girls right next to me chirping away, right? Oh, and then all of a sudden I hear one of them say to the other girl, she was like, yeah, and then I made the mistake of telling Laura. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. I walked right up to her. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. You know that? She's like, excuse me? I'm like, you can't trust Laura, man. She's going to tell everybody. Get us all in trouble. Actually, I refer to those women as the Louis Vuitton girls, right? Because they always have like the Louis Vuitton handbag, the matching luggage, matching dish towels. I don't, I don't know what else they make, but... I wish they would make something a little more practical for these women, something they could really use, you know? Like, like how about the Louis Vuitton noose? How about that, yeah. Yeah, they found Laura hanging in the shower last week, but she looks so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's last selfie. Yeah, suicide selfie stick. Go for that one. Louis Vuitton suicide selfie stick. Let's do that. Oh, man. And you guys, you guys got to be careful, man. Especially, there's a lot of diseases out there. This is mostly for the men. Uh, you got to be careful who you sleep with, guys. Be very careful. Most of the women I've slept with in my life have been down here in the lower 48 states. Uh, but about three years ago, uh, I slept with a girl from Alaska. I just want to warn you guys, just don't even go there, all right? You guys have no idea how hard it is to get rid of king crabs, all right? Yeah. <laughs> boiling, boiling water and melted butter, that's the only cure, you know? It's the only STD you can eat after, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I, like I said, I'm saying I'm trying to get in shape. Like, I have a buddy who, like, gives me shade. He's like, dude, look at you. He's like, you're out of shape. What are you going to do if you get in a fight? How are you going to defend yourself? What's your first move? And I'm like, <laughs> He's like, karate kid? He's like, no, dude. That is not martial arts. You got to get into mixed martial arts. You got to get into UFC. He's like, come to the bar with me this Friday and check out the UFC championship. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I go to check it out. I actually have heard about UFC. I've seen posters and all that stuff, but I actually never watched it. You guys have all probably seen it at this point by now, no? Well, this shit is violent, you know? It's, it's fucking violent. But after watching it for like three minutes, I was like, wait a minute, this shit's pretty gay. <laughs> like mixed martial art? Art of what? Spooning? It's like extreme spooning. Yeah. <laughs> hell does UFC stand for ultimate fondling and cuddling <laughs> right but sure enough though I ended up getting in a fight at the bar but I got lucky I got the first move in I swept the guy's leg and I had him on the ground in a headlock I was spooning him real fucking tight you know what I mean and then I don't know what happened he must have felt my boner growing because he flipped me over so fast I didn't know it hit me I thought I was dead and all of a sudden he whispered in my ear he was like I like your moves bro <laughs> And I was like, I like yours too. That was pretty sweet right there. 
And he was like, you want to get together and spar sometime? And I was like, you got any coke? <laughs> he actually, he let me go. We've been spooning for about two weeks now, yeah. Yeah. Nothing serious, some light spooning in the kitchen mirror. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got a few minutes left, guys. I'm going to, you know, this is like the time of the year. We got elections coming out, and uh, I don't know if you guys know this. One of our former presidents has actually kind of come out of retirement. He was just at the uh, memorial service in Dallas last week. Um, and I'd like to give my rest, rest of my time to him because he's doing stand-up comedy now. So give me a second to bring him out. My name's George W. Bush, and I love tacos. <laughs> appreciate that, I appreciate that. I know a lot of you might not recognize me. This is what I call incognito. <laughs> it's a fancy word for disguise. This is what I call my liberal look. It's the kind of look that says, hi, I'm comfortable with abortion and gay sex. <laughs> appreciate that, I appreciate that. A lot of people ask me, I say, George, why'd you wanna do stand-up comedy? I said, well, I always want to know what it's like to bomb a stage. <laughs> appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people say, why do you want to come to California? It's a liberal capital of California. I said, well, I want to come back and make a man San Francisco. I've made some mistakes in the past. You've made some mistakes in the past. Namely, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. Creepy, creepy. A lot of people warn me and say, George, people don't like you. They might throw tomatoes at you. I said, well, I've been to Iraq. They throw shoes at you in Iraq. There's an old saying in Iraq. I'm not sure if you've ever heard this one. It goes something like this. Shoe me once, shame on you. Shoe me twice, well, you ain't got no shoes. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. A lot of people ask me, say, George, what have you been doing in your spare time? What kind of extracurricular activities are you getting into? Went to my first rave last week here in San Francisco. Apparently, there's an Amber Alert for someone named Molly. <laughs> if you see her, call Amber. I'm not sure how that works. Appreciate that. Also been taking some acting lessons. Fascinating. Very much like my college days, though. All I have to do is say, line, please. By the way, we're not going to tell Laura about this little mishap tonight, are we? <laughs> Got the election coming up. Are there any Republicans in the audience tonight? No? No elephant in the room? Okay. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was sad to see Bernie drop out. I spent some time in Vermont in my college days. Met a girl there. I woke up feeling the burn the next morning. <laughs> I won't do that either. Stay away from those Alaska and Vermont. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people ask me, say, George, what it was like to hang out with Dick Cheney? Whereas we used to call him Dictator. He loved tater tots. He did. 425 degrees, 20 minutes, nice and crispy. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I always like to tell people about our times at Camp David. We used to get our G.I. Joe sleeping bags down by the fire and pray to God. Dick used to say to God, he'd say, dear God. I know I got a bad heart, but please let me live another day or I'll shoot you in the fucking face. 
That's how Cheney rolls. He calls the shots. He calls the shots. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm going to catch a red eye back to Crawford tonight. Laura's making taquitos. It's Mexican for little taco. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. We've got summer vacation winding up. I don't know if any of you guys got time left, but I'd appreciate it if all you went to my presidential library. A lot of people told me, George, it's an awful big building for one copy of Goodnight Moon, but <laughs> still appreciate that. All right, guys, that's the end of my George Bush set. And, uh, uh, we got one more minute. I'll wrap it up with this joke. I didn't know if I'd have time to do it, but, you know, talking about... Yeah, I don't know what says me. You can have that one. It's yours. Put it, put it in your sit. Um, you know, I am single, and, and like I said, it's hard for me to talk to certain women, but I met, I met a girl um, about six months ago. I was sitting in a cafe having lunch, and this you know, fairly overweight blind girl came up to my table, and she's like, hey, do you mind if I have a seat? I'm like, no, sit down. Have, have a seat. Uh, and uh, we ended up getting to talking, and we've become really good friends over the last six months. Um, but over the course, of, and I feel really guilty right now about our relationship, because over the course of the last few months, she's lost a lot of weight. And she just told me the other day, she was like, Aaron, I don't know what it is, but ever since I met you, I lost 23 pounds. And I'm like, I know, you look great. I'm so happy for you. But the reason I feel guilty is because I don't know if I should tell her I've been eating her fries the whole time. Win-win. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. Pam Benjamin, five years. My dad here, my stepmom, Susan. Thank you, guys. I love you. Thank you, Pam. You're super funny. Or do quit so I can steal all your jokes. Ha <laughs> ha. That'll be great. But you really, that was a great set. Your next comedian is an amazingly funny human being. He is co-part of a great podcast called Radiation Island. And uh, he's one of the funniest people in San Francisco. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Chris Knatzer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, give it up for Zunzu back there. Come on, he's running the show. Without him, there's no show. Give it up for Pam for real. Uh, come on, five years. Five years, you fucking slugs. What have you ever devoted yourself to for five straight years, day in and day out, caring all the time? Thank you very much. Uh, I miss the days that I did a podcast here, and I love... I love performing here, and I love you, Pam, and it's really special to be here tonight. It really is. Um, no, thank you. Thank you. The Lonely Lunch. Yeah, I miss, I miss doing that show. It was a really sad show, um, and that's how it was designed, and the best part about it was uh, there were some touching interviews. We had a call-in from prison one time, and uh, uh, Ronnie, you know, who's, who's trapped in prison for a crime he may or may not have committed. Uh, and he's definitely done some bad things since he's been in the can. But that's what happens when you grow up in prison. And it was a really sad show. And uh, a lot of sad music. And then the saddest thing for me is after doing a year of that show, the servers got wonky and it's gone forever. There's no, where are they? They're nowhere. They're gone. They're gone. It's okay. This is a temporary gig. You know, it really is. And I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to be doing jokes tonight, and I'm, I'm super happy to be here, but there's just a lot of heavy shit going on. And, uh, you know, there's some heavy shit going on in our country, and then 
Uh, you know, we're always smoking and joking, and I love being here on Friday nights, but we're outside talking about the uh, thing in Clovis today, you know, the mass shooting. And uh, it's just, it's too much, you know what I mean? Like, um, <clears throat> there's in Clovis today, uh, teenagers wearing masks went into the SBCA, the pound, and they shot the place up, and they injured like five people and killed dozens of puppies. Yeah. And, uh, no, I just, I, I wish it was, but I, and I don't want to be political about it either, but I, just, I honestly believe that if those puppies had had guns. <laughs> Like, okay, yeah, that's right, that's right, give it up for guns. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm from a gun family, my mom and dad are gun people, uh, I've never actually fired a gun, and I was even in the Navy for six years, I was just a radio DJ, there's not much they can fucking do with you <laughs> if you won't fire a gun. <clears throat> But my, uh, my best friend in high school, Tommy, he went into the Army uh, as soon as we got out of high school, and he was a career guy. And he went to the first Gulf War, which uh, oh, several of you have heard of <laughs> in this room. I like that, yeah. Uh, for you younger people, it's confusing if you Google it, because the president has the same name, and uh, there, are a lot of <laughs> there are a lot of strange similarities. Um, but he was in the Gulf War, and then he was in Afghanistan. And while he was in Afghanistan, he got both of his arms blown off. And uh, he came back to the States. And uh, don't worry, it's like, you know, triumph of the human spirit story. Um, he got back, and it, it was months of arduous work, rehab. Uh, and he learned, finally, uh, to use his legs and his feet and his toes to put a rifle in his mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah, you know, that's, that's amazing. Um, no, and Tommy, in his suicide note, he said, just because I'm capable of a good life without my arms doesn't mean that I want to. I don't know what the note said. He wrote it with his feet. So, <laughs> but I like to think. I like to think, yeah. Give it up for Tommy, yeah. Give it up for our troops. More guns. Um, <laughs> I, I know people don't want to get political, I know that, but uh, you do have to make a decision. You know, if you believe uh, <laughs> voting is real, then you have to, uh, you're going to have to do it this year. You have to decide now between the Coke and the Pepsi that they've given you to choose from. Uh, so you have Hillary. I applaud Hillary. I respect her. She's a doer. You know, she's achieved a lot. She's a murderer. You have to get out of bed very early to kill people. Uh, so I, you know, I like her and, uh, I like, I also like Trump. I think Trump has some good points. Uh, I think he has a lot of bad points. I think we can all agree on that, but let's, you know, some of his ideas are good. You just have to really push the envelope, which I think is it's noble that he's trying to do that, right? So just, well, you're not with me, but let's think about, like, <laughs> it's fine, but just think about it. He says uh, he wants Muslims out, right? He wants immigrants out, pretty much wants Mexicans out. Uh, so let's just go with it, right? All Muslims out of the country forever. Get out. Christians, out. I'm serious. Jews, you know the drill. <laughs> Let's go.
no hiding. Just fucking put whatever you can. Put whatever you can in your ass and let's go. Um, all you uh, atheists who just laughed at that, you're out. Atheists, your faith in nothingness disgusts me. Get the fuck out of the country. Uh, Latinos, Mexicans, Hispanics, all the same to Trump. Get out. Adios. Sayonara, Asians. Peace out. Blacks, Africans, everybody out. Fucking white people. Get out. Get out. Everybody out. What does that leave us? Who is left? Native Americans. Let's make America great again. Let's take our foot off their fucking throat after 300, 400 years and see if they can still breathe. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make America great again. And maybe Bernie's vision will be realized through Trump's vision, right? After everybody's gone. Trump <laughs> University. Trump University offers a quality free education through PhD for every native born citizen. <laughs> yeah, they all have good ideas. I don't know what to tell you. I just I think we're lucky. Too many good candidates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anybody uh, anybody in here in love? Yeah. Yeah. So that's still around. Um, <laughs> what happened over there? Somebody has a really good story, a fresh one. Uh, <laughs> ah, that's good. Now, is this, uh, are you charging anything tonight? Or is that, uh, is it like a free thing, an exclusive thing? What is that? Oh, you hear that? She said, Pam and Jonathan seem like the only two in the entire theater who are truly in love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, these are these are uh, special times at Mutiny Radio Theater. Um, <laughs> this is fantastic. Well, uh, just ladies, are any of you charging for sex? <laughs> Everybody's just giving it away for free, huh? Shoes. Huh? Shoes. <laughs> All right. Uh, this young lady will have sex with you for shoes. So, <laughs> expensive shoes. All right. So you can't just. Take off your new balance and, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, charging something. Well, that's good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, well, quite, quite, quite frankly, madam, my act is not that graphic. Um, it is now. It is now. I feel sticky. Um, no, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, I love and respect all women, including amateurs. But, you know, a lot of the women I know uh, don't love and respect themselves enough to charge for sex. They just give it away. I don't think that's right. Yeah, let's just cut to the chase. It's what our species is actually about. And it's what we've chosen to be about as a society. Capitalism and fucking, they go together. Even if you're in a relationship, just charge a nominal fee. 
I'm telling you, it'll be exciting. <laughs> it'll spice things up. Things just take too long. I don't have enough time. I'm chasing this sad dream at age 44. I don't have time anymore for love. It hurts me to say it, but it's true. So I only date professionals, you know? With, <laughs> with amateurs, if you're doing it right, it just takes too long. You know, conversations take longer, sex takes longer, the fucking pain takes so long. Ah, uh, you know, with professionals, it's efficient. You just pay, you fuck, you weep. It's less than an hour. <laughs> you can still make your set at Mutiny Theater. <laughs> so I just say charge for sex. <clears throat> I, uh, you know, and even, even with that policy, <clears throat> you know, the human heart, you still fall in love. Uh, and I, I dated a prostitute for about a year. And uh, it's tough, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. And I think when I was most vulnerable, when I would be hurt is late at night when she would get home from work, uh, exhausted, I would uh, massage her feet which I, in retrospect was stupid. It's the only part she wasn't using. Um, it's a gesture. <laughs> and uh, I would spoon her to, <laughs> I would spoon her to sleep. And, um, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're laughing so hard I feel like you can see inside me. <laughs> no, well, I would, I would, uh, I would spoon my my girlfriend to sleep, and uh, in her sleep she would fart, and uh, a lot of times those farts would smell like cologne. And yeah, I know. It's sad because gentlemen are not dousing their genitals with cologne when they go see ladies of the night. The smell's coming from their wrists. <laughs> well, I wish you liked that one better. I do feel like it's like the sweetest, most tender anal fisting joke you're going to get <laughs> in a theater setting. I, um, you do have to take a little bit of your time when you're up here to address political issues. And uh, I just want to say, I'm from the state of Texas. Thank you. I, um, <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. Somebody's radiator just busted. Um, that's fine. I get it. I'm here. I understand. That's why I came here. Thank you. Uh, I'm one of the good ones. Um, anyways, uh, I am I'm ashamed of Texas' record on reproductive rights uh, until the Supreme Court acted, and even so, honestly, in reality, women have very, very limited access to abortion in Texas, and uh, I don't think it's right, but I have a solution that makes everyone happy, brings both sides together. Uh, we just got to rename abortions, y'all. We'll call them fun size executions. <laughs> Yeah, see how we came together there? Yeah, let's just take capital punishment and make it lowercase. 
right, thank you very much. I'm Chris Canasso. Give it up for Pam on her five-year anniversary. Being amazing and not talking about lizard people, not even once. How exciting. I know. They're, they seem to be short sets. It's like 10 minutes. All of these amazing comedians tonight, it's like, oh, you give them 10 minutes, and they're like, oh, that's all I get, because they've all been doing it for so long, and they're so amazing that they could all, every single person who's been up tonight could do 20, 30. They're amazing people. So give it up for everybody you've seen thus far this evening. Great comedians. While you're clapping, keep doing it for David Zunzu, being my board op and being an incredible human being and being here so that I can host from the stage. It makes a big difference. Uh, hey, your next comedian is one of the funniest people alive. I think that that's a true statement. Uh, he's been on, you know, tour everywhere and soon he'll be on Comedy Central. Uh, he has the new internship at Cheaper Than Therapy, which is gonna be really great. He's not even here, I don't even see him. He's still outside smoking. Oh, there he is! Yay! He used to have a weird haircut because he's gonna be in a movie soon, uh, but he's totally hilarious and you guys are gonna love him. Everybody put your hands together. It's Steve Poggi! Thank you. Uh, I'd say I was excited to be here. But you guys laughed at Chris Canaster. <laughs> you sick sons of bitches. Don't get me wrong, the writing was good, but the fact that he delivered it in that weird tone, and you guys embraced it. You guys embraced that tone, that tone of don't tell your parents or I'll hurt them. <laughs> Just went with it. I, I, I do a podcast with them. I yell at them all the time. I'm like, talk like a man. like. Like from the, like, no, have you seen this puppy? Do you like candy? That's the only tone he ever has. I, I don't mean to come up here with my sour attitude. I'm having a fucking bad day. One day, I go, I'm going to a bar with Jonathan. There's a fucking bouncer guy. He IDs me. I go to my wallet. No fucking driver's license. Gone. I can't remember the last time I had a driver's license. Like, like when, when do I ever, ever? I mean, granted, I look, you know, somewhat like Tobey Maguire, but never do I have to be like, no, I'm not him, you know. Then my audio recorder gets fumbled. I was like, oh my God, this is enough. Look, Naster was up here, you fucking. It's fucking terrible. Terrible. But you got to keep soldiering on. I had a nice introduction for Pam and Jonathan. They fucking left as soon as I got up here, so <laughs> I got to fill some time. He's right here. Oh, he's pushing out a deuce or throwing up. One of the two. <laughs> Sorry, I just find it out, Jonathan. I believe in you. How about a round of applause for Jonathan? Give it up for Jonathan. <laughs> He's in there. He's tackling. You don't even know. I've known Jonathan for a while. This man saved a bird in a tree one time. He climbed a fence, jumped in the tree to save a bird. Not even his bird. Just a bird. It looked. He was like, that bird's not supposed to be here. I should save. And someone's like, I lost my bird. He's like, I fucking got it. Jumped up. Almost lost a nipple. This man's unbelievable. He'll show up at your house, help you move at the last minute. You got to tear down your secret grow up because you were a dummy sending duffel bags of weed across state lines. He'll show up and rip it down. He's fucking in there. <laughs> right? 
That's the nicest son of a bitch I've ever met on the face of the planet. You don't use a blinker, he'll shoot your mom in the face. He'll fucking shoot her with buckshot, and then he'll spit on her face. He'll pull out his dick and piss on her. I've seen it three times. It's actually, it's kind of a ritual. The man's, the man's wonderful. Pam, uh, she's, she's been a long friend of mine, and uh, I was hoping she'd be in here because I'm getting kind of drunk, and I need to stay at her place tonight, so... <laughs> I'm sorry she had to get her nicotine at that moment in time. You know, here's the thing, man. You know, I, I'm an honest guy. I'm down with the, you know, I'm down to earth with everybody. I like to, you know, I see what's going on on the Facebooks. All right. On the Twitters. The news. You know, there's a lot of shit to talk about, man. A lot of hard, hardcore issues that don't have simple solutions to them. Exactly. Unbelievable. Everybody wants to give people guns. We can't handle cell phones with imaginary monsters. <laughs> it's not good. People want to catch them all. No, I don't think you are, man. You gotta, you're going to find a dead body. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and we need dead bodies found, but not all. <laughs> but it is hard. And it, you know, I want so badly to talk about the issues, to have a meaningful point, right? A little, you know, a little jokey joke wrapped up with, uh, you're smarter now, right? <laughs> Something to, sp you know, spread social awareness. I've got a microphone and a platform, not just talking about my dick. <laughs> All right, that's in the later section for closing because you want to build, you want to end on dirty. You don't want to open with dirty. I come out, look at the dick. You guys are like, this guy's terrible. I'm out. I don't <laughs> I don't want to participate in this. I don't want any part of it. But I don't, I don't even get a chance to deal with the headlines, with the issues. I'm fighting my own war. All right, Homeland Security in the Poggi household. I can't get the old man to stop peeing on the fence. That's a legitimate fucking problem. He thinks it keeps raccoons away. It doesn't. I, t I thought it was a gag. I didn't realize it was like some weird mental illness. Every morning at 7 a.m., he'd go out in his tidy whities pull out his big old dad dick, start peeing on the fence. I thought it was a phase. I gave him a couple weeks to work through it. He kept strong. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, it keeps the raccoons away. The Indians used to do this. They used to pee in a circle. And I'm like, one, you don't know any Indians, all right? You don't know Native Americans. You don't know shit, all right? Second of all, you're peeing in one spot, man. They said you said they pee in the circle. We gotta spread that shit out. I thought that would throw him up, make him give on the pee on the hens hobby. Fucking. Now nah, wake up in the morning, he's out there fucking peeing and trotting to the side and fucking spreading it out, dude. The neighbors built half a fence, half a fence, just enough to block their window view of our backyard, and the dead dick pissing raccoon prevention. And he wants to prevent the raccoons because he has a feral cat that comes around that he feeds, right? And it's like his cat. It's very attentive. So he comes home, it's late at night, right? He calls the cat's name, the cat shows up, he pets him, right? Gets ticks and shit off him because this thing's just fucking running nuts, right? <laughs> I saw it on the neighbor's roof one time. I was like, this cat is fucked up. I don't trust him. I'm hiding my wallet late at night, putting it in my desk drawer. They can't open desk drawers, I'm pretty sure. You have never seen a cat open a desk drawer and steal a wallet, have you? Nope. I'm fucking got GoPros attached. Make sure this shit's real. 
And it sounds like a good story, and it sounds tender. Like, oh, man, that's nice that your dad would love this animal and care for it. Until you realize that he named the cat Little Boy. <laughs> My dad comes home at dusk, starts wandering the neighborhood. Little Boy! Little Boy! Boy, boy! Boy, boy! Like, I just hope the neighbors are using it to their advantage. I hope they're sitting down with their little young son, right? And they're like, you're not eating your Brussels sprouts, Jimmy. If you don't eat your Brussels sprouts, Mr. Pochi takes you away. Every night he takes one child that doesn't eat his Brussels sprouts. Do you want to go with Mr. Po I don't want to go with Mr. Poji. I wish you should eat your sprouts. <laughs> eat them all. Eat all the sprouts. It's my sick, fucked up world that I live in, man. My dad I'm not that close with. We had some issues. We didn't talk for a long time growing up. Right? Growing up, there was like nine ten years i didn't even talk to this motherfucker now i live with him so it means something special we're making up for some lost time in a weird way the only problem is is that he's always bitching at me about my smoking every time i light a cigarette he's like rrr, 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 rrr. i was like all right dad relax all right now you know how me and my brother fell for the 20 years that you smoked well, that's bullshit i never smoked around you kids well yeah because you were never there That's how you get your dad to buy you tall cans right there. <laughs> he buys Paps Ribbon all day long. So, I, uh, for the most part, I just spin my nerd, my, my nerd, I spin my nerd. I spin my nerd, sometimes it throws up and then I spin it the other way and then it takes three times as long. I don't know what's going on with it, but I'm spinning my nerd. Okay, all right, just uh, drink another. Sip of spin of the night at Pam Benjamin's place. <laughs> spin my nerd at Pam Benjamin's. Wake up. Hallelujah. Put it on Instagram. All the all right, you know what? I uh I am a nerd. I, I one of the things I really enjoy is Star Wars. I'm a big, big, huge Star Wars fucking loser weirdo. I had to shave my head in a mohawk with a Fu Man trident tattoo for four months. And the only reason why I did this is because I was acting alongside Luke Skywalker's nephew. That's the only reason why I took this part and I did it. All right, I made it happen. I love Star Wars. I found out that they were releasing a digitized version of the original film. And it was 32 gigabytes. You had to find it online. There was a specific torrent that used it. I got online, I was amped up, I couldn't find it, but it does turn out that they have a Star Wars themed porno. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. First of all, it's called Star Wars XXX, so nobody in the executive board was doing cocaine because that's a bullshit title, all right? Star Wars Revenge of the Come on Her Back, that's free. That's just out there, all right? Yibba Yabba Yoda, that's not even a bad backup, if you want to be perfectly honest. 
And what's funny is this George Lucas was liberal with this shit. He was like, hey, make some shit with the Star Wars stuff. Send it to me. I'll give you a thumbs up. Like, we won't just rat you out and kick you off YouTube. We're not assholes. So in this porno, they have authentic, like, movie spaceship scenes going on. Right? Like, it fucking gets into it. And it was absolutely hilarious and yet nostalgic and horny at the same, like, three times. And it was amazing until Chewbacca came out and you were like, no. Not Chewbacca. Like, we... Yeah, Chewbacca. And Chewbacca looked good. He looked good porno Wookiee-ish. It was not a bad porno representation of Chewbacca. He was thick, and he was awesome. And two stormtroopers came in, which are females in bikinis, all right? They were fucking liberal with their shit. And then all of a sudden, this big man dick came out of Chewbacca. And it was horrifying. Like... Chewbacca's dick should be furry. Am I alone? It's, that's a furry covered furry thing. You got a man dick hanging. What happened to the props department in the Wookiee dick area? I feel like this should be like a chapter in the cliff notes is Wookiee dick. You have enough balls directorly and producing wise to be like, we're going full Wookiee dick. Wookiee, this, no, no Chewbacca can't fuck one stormtrooper. He needs two because he's a giant Wookiee clean man dick. I don't think so. I don't feel okay with that decision at all. Furthermore, I'll have you know that when you have sex, fluids get ch exchanged. F fluid exchange and Wookiee costumes don't go well together. All of a sudden, she's riding the Wookiee. Wookiee first sticking to the ass. I get some powder on that Wookiee. What the fuck happened here? Where's the powder team? Just saying, I'm just asking for a little real Wookiee dick. I don't think that's a big... All right, that's it for me. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> Steve Poggi, Wookie Dick, yes! Clapping wildly, yay! Steve Poggi, yay! Yay! All right, so we've come to the point in the night where I'm gonna do some time. I'm glad you guys are all here. It's good. Uh, I'm not gonna do the first joke I ever did because that joke isn't funny anymore. <laughs> you see? <laughs> You see, it was hack. I learned something recently. It's called hack. And when something is so obvious that everybody, you know, here's the thing. I thought I was a genius when they came up with chastity pelt. Oh, no. No, no, that's ubiquitous in the form, you see. I'm not as smart as I think I am. Uh, I am a feminist, though. Oh, I like that. I got some woos from the feminists in the audience. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. <laughs> it's like, it's a precept of feminism, you guys. It's like right up there with, uh, you know, valuing my vagina. Yeah, uh, getting money for it. Thanks, Chris Knatzer. New ideas coming from Chris Knatzer. Uh, pay for the vagina, wow. So great. I, I went to college and I, I got my BA, but what I was supposed to get was my MRS. I don't know if anybody else went to a Christian college. Uh, the, what you do is you get your, your MRS. That's when you get married. You, see, you go to college to get married. You go to meet a rich guy. You don't need a BA. You just need an MRS. You see, I was married for a while, putting feminism behind 12 years, driving a Lexus. Yeah, good times, everybody. Uh, funny feminist things. You guys, I don't know who believes in history or studies it. 
not I try not to I don't want to be a feminist you guys but uh, here's the thing I don't know what to call myself right I'm a woman I'm a feet male I'm a person <laughs> right right we're all people no, I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I don't know what to call myself. So can I, I, I can only call myself a feminist because that's the only word that doesn't have the word men in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Spelling joke. <laughs> Went to school. Got a BA, got an MFA in poetry. Poor decision. Uh, just decided to be poor for the rest of my life. Not a bad decision, not a terrible thing. Just like, oh, an MFA in poetry. Oh, you never want to make money ever. Yay! <laughs> never, ever want to make money. Cool, I'm smart. Yay! It's not going to ever make me money. How do I make money? I don't know how to do it. I thought, like, oh, I'm going to write uh, lyrics for death metal. Because there's only, like, well, there's, like, nine words in those songs anyways, right? So I can really rock it, right? With my, with my poetry upbringing so my first song um, it's about things people like puppies kittens unicorns lots of porn <laughs> people love porn and end rhyme you didn't know that it's a, it's a poetic thing uh, my second song deals with uh, embedded rhyme or assonance. That's a rhyming of vowel sounds, you know, in words you rhyme the vowel sounds. <laughs> it goes like this. It goes. At dawn, with chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. It's the aw sound. Aw, it's good. Uh, my last song, I think, is really my big money maker. Uh, it's called 23 Year Olds Lament. And it goes like this I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom. Why do I live with my mom? Mom! That's a death growl. That's a death growl. It's one of the conventions of death metal, you see. Using the poetic conventions and the death metal conventions together, someday I will make money. Yay! Yay! So as a woman, you know, how do you make money as a woman? It's weird, uh, it, it, women have been subjugated over the years, and it's so funny, because in 1904, I couldn't flash one of my hairy ankles uh, <laughs> without being a disgusting slut, you know what I mean? Like, it's so funny, 1904. And now if I don't shave from my big toe up to my twat like a four-year-old girl, uh, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to have sex with, you see? <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. I guess I'm not investing in the right thing. So, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to shave. Like, I don't shave my legs, but I do try to shave my girly parts, all of them. And uh, I have to get in. You know, you got to get into positions. you got to get into all the right folds. Uh, the thing is, well, I, I don't know how to make a hemorrhoid look cute, but I'm going to try. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm Gillette. 
the best a man can get. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'm a nanny. That's what I do to make money. That's cool. I uh, hang out with people's children for money. Yay! Yay! I touch baby dicks for money. It's it's absolutely true. I touch a lot of baby dicks because uh, one of the women that I nanny for, she doesn't uh, believe in circumcision. And I'm like, yeah! Circumcision! His choice, his decision! That's right! Yes! So I get to touch a lot of baby dicks for money because you got to teach them how to clean out their peepees. Uh, two and a half year olds, they figure it out themselves. Like they're playing in the bathtub and they're all about them cleaning it out. I touch a lot of baby dicks. It's cool. Don't worry about it. I get paid for it. it I, I'm not doing it in like a sexual way or anything. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, all right? Like I'm, I'm getting banged from behind, which is fine, but I get nervous because I feel like he's looking at my butthole and like I'm just like, whoa, the hemorrhoids. I'm so scared, but I enjoy it anyways. So I'm, I'm looking at the baby and we're having a good time. So I'm making eye contact with the baby, being a good nanny, being a good nanny, eye contact with the baby here's the thing three four month old baby they can only see like 15 inches in front of their face anyway right am i right so just because the baby's first words are uh, uh, that doesn't that doesn't make me a bad nanny it makes me a bad nanny you know i don't know if you guys have heard about the new gillette razor it has 17 blades 17 blades uh, for the closest shave, you know what I'm saying? The 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> you'll never tell it the best a man can get. It's all about razors, you guys. I don't, I don't want to be political. I don't want to be a feminist. I, I want to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. <laughs> So we just had 7-Eleven, right? We got free Slurpees. It's almost ice cream. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's cold, and you put your whiskey in it, and then like, yeah! Love 7-Eleven. I'm such a feminist. <laughs> I'm so... I like free things. I... All right. Uh, who loves cats? Yeah! How many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 <laughs> cats. No, just me. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. Like I want to take my cat and I want to shave him, and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and then I want to make him wear it. <laughs> Cause I'm a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Does anybody else masturbate with their cat? Just, I'm the, yeah! This is not a purposeful thing on my part. Like, the cat comes up to me, and he's like, he does this, it's so cute. So I flip him over, and I see his tiny little, you know, kitty crayon, you know, so tiny and pink and darling. He's just like, I see it, I see it! He's fixed too, but I see his little pee-pee. And, and a little bead of wetness came out to the end of his little pee-pee. And then, like, in slow motion, it just went And it landed on my sheets. So I smelled it. <laughs> Do you guys know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. 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 It smells like nothing. Don't worry about your cat's cum. It's not real. It doesn't even... You could drink that stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to drink it. It's okay. I, love it. I mean, I love my cat. I mean, 
I'm really excited about the Asians because they bow to their alien overlords, the cats, all the time. You know, just one paw constantly bowing. I understand. I bow to my alien overlords. I did a thing today. I took leftover bread. I've been saving it. Leftover stale bread. And I put it in weird places outside on my lanai. That's my, uh, uh, what is it called? A fire escape. And two, two ravens have now come to eat the food. Why am I doing this? Because I love my cat. <laughs> my cat woke me up today because his fat ass tried to jump up on the kitchen motherfucking table. Why? To see the ravens. Wow! <laughs> he fell and it was it made a big crashy sound. <laughs> and I came out and I'm like, Spike? I, th- I didn't know what happened. I'm like, Spike, what happened? And I saw outside. I'm like, oh, there's birds outside. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> my plan worked. <laughs> I just want to entertain my cat because he told me. I'm a baby whisperer, but I also speak cat. Both of these things are negligible on any resume. <laughs> like, I'm never gonna get a real job. Under special skills, I'm like baby whisperer. I talk to babies. Every baby, I'm right here with, like, I'm constantly talking to babies. Also cats. <laughs> I also have long conversations with cats. <laughs> where, where, where is baby Timmy? He's in the well. Thank you, Spike. I'm so excited. The baby was screaming for me from the well, but I couldn't hear him because he was deep. But the cat told me to go take care of this. Stop being so high when I'm <laughs> being a nanny. That's the thing. Is like If I put that under special skills, I speak baby and cat. All any prospective job person thinks is she smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> like this bitch thinks she talks to cats. I do. I really do. I'm so deep in my own psychosis. I like. Woo! Cats, cats, cats. I do. I. I do sometimes masturbate with my cat because I like to date alcoholics. Uh, and and in the. <laughs> In the morning, they're just too lazy to take their, you know, stupid flaccid hand and put it on my lower back, you know, while I masturbate so I can feel loved. Am I right? You know what I mean? But you know who will do that? My cat. He t- do you know how soft a cat's paw is? You t- you t- he takes his soft, soft paw and he puts it on my lower back while I masturbate. And right before I'm going to come, he just takes those claws and he goes, uh-uh. Just so I know who's boss. Like, I know. I know we're bound to our alien overlords. I love you, cat. I love you. Your weird organic food. <sighs> so, so poor feminism. Yay. Uh, I live in San Francisco. You guys live in San Francisco? Yeah. No, you don't. Good for you. I live in the Tenderloin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where all the shit bags are. And what I mean by that is literal bags of shit. (laughs) That's when they choose to bag it. Like, that's the good ones. What I do is, because I'm a nanny and I hang out with small children, we hold hands and we walk around the tenderloin and I see a pile on the ground and we play a fun game called Man or Beast? Man or Beast? (laughs) What? What is it? Well, that's the thing. What I learned from a four-year-old is when it's up against a wall, it's always man. (laughs) I I didn't know that at four years old they understood physics. It's so amazing. (laughs) The smart young children I hang out with. 
They're so cute. Uh, I, I, I can't afford, because I'm a nanny, I, I can't afford to like get like a workout program or go to like, you know, a gym or I don't know what people do, CrossFit or whatever. I, I'm doing a new thing called Nanny Core. I don't know, you guys can get on board with me. It's really great. I uh, nanny for some people on top of Knob Hill, so either way we go, we're going up and downhill. Two babies, you put one in the backpack or you put one in the stroller, and you start walking. Am I right? You're walking. You're keeping up a pace. Uh. And then you keep your you keep your arm pace the same, you're pushing them out ahead, and you flip it, get the traps. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Lupita Consuela, keep up the pace. You guys are way down the hill from us. We're going up to the top of the hill. It's nanny core, let's do it. Wow! Yeah! The best thing about nanny core is that once you've been burning fat for 20 minutes, if you smoke a lot of pot, you know, THC is fat soluble. So when you're burning fat, you're burning weed! Oh! I am high as fuck, but I am a responsible nanny because I didn't smoke weed before my nanny job. It just happens at the top of the hill. Whoa, let's talk to some hummingbirds. Parrots. We're all on board. Yeah, Lupita Consuela. Did you talk to the birds? You guys start smoking the pot? What are you doing? Let's have a brownie. We're at the top. We'll have a picnic. It's going to be fun. Uh, also, Nanicore 2.0 keeps you spelt and thin because it's a special diet. Uh, you only eat what the kid doesn't finish. <laughs> so, a lot of half a cheese sticks, <laughs> those tiny mini Baybells, half of those. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of Cheerios, it, it, stale Cheerios, not good. <laughs> Weird. Uh, here's the thing: if your baby has yogurt, let them eat their yogurt first. No. You have to eat your yogurt first, because that's gross. You don't eat babies, they spit. It's just like it's just like eating vomit. It's eating baby vomit. I'm covered in baby vomit constantly. It's like they just they lick me and it's all everywhere. But I feel like like I'm getting some weird antibodies out of it. That if I lick it and we ride the bus together, do you know what I mean? I'm bite my nails, I touch the babies and the bus. I'm never gonna get sick. Is this wrong? Do I is am I do I understand science? I don't understand science uh speaking of science and people how do vegans stay alive <laughs> how are they doing it what are they doing these fucking vegans what are they eating and they're raw i'm a raw i only eat some has been cooked by the sun you weirdos i have a, I have a i'm solving veganism forever it's called breast milk beer cheese here's the thing <laughs> vegans breastfeed their children right they do this because you have consent from the animal to get the, do, do vegans, they, I'm sure they do, they, of course they're like, oh, of course we're gonna breastfeed our children, yes. So here's the thing, because you got the vegans, you know, I have a vegan voice. I didn't even know I had a vegan voice, but now I do. It's so, it so, it so pretentious, it's like, I know everything more than you. It's like, oh, what do you mean? I eat quinoa, I ate quinoa 12 years ago. You didn't even know what that was, ha <laughs> Kale, I'm all on it. I've been eating kale chips since I was born, duh. <laughs> but, so, but they're dead, they all die because they don't need any protein. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take breast milk and we're gonna make it into cheese and we're gonna feed all the vegans. And what we're gonna do, ladies in college, that freshman 15, just have a baby 
get an abortion, but keep wait late-term abortion so you can you can already produce be producing milk. Am I right? So that we can milk you for a good long time to make cheese out of it. I mean, people could do whatever they want with the aborted baby. I mean, I'm sure that'll become some kind of like some sort of sauce or something. We could make it in like a barbecue sauce, like a baby. Yeah, we could feed chickens. There's all kinds of ways that we could reuse. All I'm all I'm saying is that Abortion doesn't have to be bad, you guys, okay? If we're making breast milk beer cheese. And, and for all the, all the women that are pregnant and they just love to drink, pump and dump, baby. Just send it. This is also a worldwide exchange. I will pay the same amount for Indonesian breast milk as I will for American breast milk. So holy fuck, we're gonna have some curry-flavored milk. All the ladies from Ireland, it's gonna be Guinness-flavored milk. Am I right? Like, we're gonna get the Indian breast milk cheese. It's gonna be all like turmeric. It's gonna cure cancer. It's gonna be crazy. I'm just saying, breast milk's gonna save the world. Just less babies, more breast milk. Yeah, right? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a terrible person. Uh, I did, I had an abortion. My, uh, my second abortion was amazing. I only have one regret. I only have one regret for my second abortion, and, and it's that I didn't get to record my set. So when I went in there, they're like, we're going to give you this great drug. It's called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. So it's like Valium. They hit you, and you're like, feel really good. And they said some people talk during their abortions. Some people are quiet during their abortions. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes during their abortion? And they were like, no, that's never happened. So it was, they were like, it's about five minutes. I'm like, oh shit, I can do a hot five. Yeah. I did a hot five. It was a bringer show. I left it there. You know what I mean? The only regret I have about my abortion is not being able to record this set because they were laughing the whole time. And I was high as fuck. So I have no idea what jokes I did. I'm pretty sure I just did like my straight up like summer camp balls, whiskey dick for real. Absolutely. I'll, I'll close with that tonight. There's just regular. It was like I was high as fuck, and I was like, "Let's let's have an abortion." Yeah, let's tell jokes. So when I got out of it, I passed them all flyers, and I was like, "Hey, we were right there at General Mutiny Radio. It's right here. You guys can listen to comedy all the time. We're like new neighbors. We're friends. Come on by. It's great. Can I leave flyers here for other abortions? Everyone's got to laugh about. People don't laugh about their abortions. That's not all right. I get some people are religious or whatever. That's cool. Knock, knock. Jesus. Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? <laughs> Jesus who? Am I right? Like, he's an allegory. He's a story. It's cool. I love Jesus. I have a Jesus tattoo on my ankle. It's covered up because I'm not proud of that tattoo. Uh, no, it's cool. Uh, I love, I used, Jesus had great things to say. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. My favorite thing is in the parables, and he says, oh, look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And look, their heavenly father takes care of them. But actually, I'm taking care of the birds because I'm the one giving him food on the street. No, sorry, I feel that's a Jesus. That's my Jesus complex. All right, the reason I feed birds is because I think that I'm Jesus and I like to feed the birds because the Heavenly Father. I'm sure. Is he, the fa- is he the patron saint of pigeons? Of San Francisco, which means he's the patron saint of pigeons, which I, I really, I speak pigeon as well. <laughs> I mean, it's cat, baby, pigeon, all of it. No, I actually, during Gay Pride, I was walking along a, a non-street. I was on a mission, and I saw a bunch of pigeons, and I actually started telling the pigeons, like, 
Go a block up that way, you guys. There's all kinds of food. There's haagen like a block up that way. Go, go. Anybody who was at Folsom Street Fair this year, or I mean Gay Pride, they knew there was tons and tons of haagen I don't even know why. They, I was like, really smart haagen because I got on the bus later, and people had bags and bags of haagen They're like, it's melting. We don't know what to do. So they're just passing out ice cream on the bus. It was a lot of fun. It was a beautiful day. Yay, Gay Pride. I don't really have any jokes about gays because I love them and I don't feel like uh, I don't I don't have anything to say. I used to have a joke about lesbians, but it was hack, so poof, we won't do that. <laughs> no, it was the try dick again joke. It was so it was a, it was a joke I learned at a bar, and then I tried to make it into my own joke, and I'm like, this is dumb. Learn how to do comedy, Pam. <laughs> that was a joke I came up with. Like, no, it was like it was like four years ago. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but uh, what was I supposed to talk about tonight? Cats and feminism, I did that, and uh, did I talk enough about nannying? Oh, oh, I didn't. Does anybody have any kids here? You have a child, Uh, you obviously, I've met your child, had sex with your child, no, but there's a, so, but this is not, the problem is my nanny material doesn't really reach, but I think a lot of weird nanny thoughts while I'm looking at babies' buttholes and stuff. Uh, I think a lot of weird nanny thoughts like, why do babies' pants have pockets? (laughs) <laughs> Why? What's the purpose of the baby's pockets? Rocks! Right? Well, no, but they can't even put their own hands in their own pockets. They can't put anything in their pockets. They can't do it. It's like physically impossible. They can't. So why? Why am I hanging out with an 18-month-old who has six pairs of pockets on his cargo pants? What are we doing? What are these pockets for? And I finally figured it out. You know, that's why I put my drugs. <laughs> the only safe place because the 18 month old understands the mechanics of zippers my backpack is no longer safe he even learned the word backpack like he knows the word he has access to the backpack can't put the drugs in there no cannot do that so you put him on the own the baby's own person because they can't even they can't physically get to it also the police will never search a baby that's and i'm white so like what am i worried about ah uh-huh. I'm not worried at all. They're never, they're not coming after me. It's just not possible. Uh, well, gosh, I'm, I, I've been, I, well, I'll, sure, I'll, I'll close it up. I'll use my closers. Yeah. Uh, everyone's been talking about porn tonight and it's so weird to me because I've never really watched porn. Um, my, my ex-husband, uh, was black and, uh, I, he was the only guy I had sex with for like 13 years and everybody would always say, wow, he has a huge dick, doesn't he? And I'm like, yeah, it's huge, yeah. He's black, he's a huge dick, right? And then I moved to San Francisco after I divorced him and I, I slept with my first white guy and I was like, holy fuck, your dick is enormous. And he was like, no, it's pretty, it's pretty average, really. And I was like, perspective. <laughs> But I'd never watched porn, so I had no perspective. That's, that's the point there. But now that porn is ubiquitous in everyone's society, and I'm like sort of like thrown into this thing where it's like, oh, what happened? All of a sudden, my butt's on the menu. When did that happen? 2002. Why are we all of a sudden everyone's into porn and the butts and why the butts? And then suddenly the ball's in your face. Oh, suddenly we're supposed to suck the balls. We're supposed to have the balls in the mouth. All right, okay, cool. Right, great, porn, thanks. So <laughs> my... <laughs> 
I, this is very fast for me to learn because I didn't, I'm like, blah, all of a sudden, I mean, I didn't even know how to shave my vag the right way. Like, I didn't even know. I used to just sculpt the sides. I didn't know you were supposed to go from the back to the front because I'd been married for 13 years. I didn't, he never talked about it. I didn't even know. No, I would just sculpt the front and leave all the rest. I didn't even know that was a thing until like 2004. Like, I didn't even know because I've never watched porn. Uh, but so then all of a sudden, hey, everyone's trying to stick their balls in my mouth. And I'm like, whoa, cool. Let's deal with my issues. I'm hungry. So if you can dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, I kind of want it to taste like summer camp. S'more dick, please. Less balls. <laughs> S'more dick. Wave, wave, wave the few 